0: one. Uh and I am joined in the studio by Guy McCullum. Um, Shut up. Who is well, has an interesting political story but is a um I guess a, a student a, a campus based activist, that'd probably be right, wouldn't it? Mostly. Indeed. Um and you are running uh, for the administrative vice president, you and uh, four other people, okay. I, I should note that um, you know you're not here really as a candidate. I, I kind of want to talk about, I guess, l- larger kind of things, and Absolutely. Yeah, So I have to note that. But you know, if any other uh, OUSA candidates want to come in, um, I'm always happy with that. Uh, as I said before, voting for the OUSA. Um, executive for 2018 uh, is open right now and ends on the uh, 14th which is uh, the Thursday Um, guy you uh, as I said have an interesting story which is is, uh, and you know if I google your name it comes up (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and that was your act candidacy and that was three years ago only uh, and if people have been following the, the uh, student polls, uh, OUSA elections, uh, then they'll notice that you're in a bit of a, um, a kind of, I guess, a, a progressive ticket uh, mm-hmm. that, that um, is part of this whole debate about um, the OUSA being a union or a co- company and that kind of thing, which we will get to. But you ran for uh, the ACT Party in Dunedin North. hmm Ah, in two thousand and fourteen, did in two thousand and eleven as well. In two thousand and eleven, I don't say it too proudly. And and you've had a turnaround. But did you did you get to the two thousand and fourteen election? Did how 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 were the results?
1: Or did you quit before then? I quit before then. Yes. Um, <clears throat> if you uh, if you Google my name as you've done, uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably see uh, what that was all about. Essentially, there was a one law for all policy, uh, one country, one law. Mm-hmm. It meant uh, that Maori should be seen as equal citizens um, in New Zealand and should be treated the same. So they should be treated to the same as uh, the the Pakeha um, code of law, mm. but um, it was the same kind of thing that was seen on Brash Yeah, recently. Yeah, Hobson's pledge, all mm. that rubbish um, and uh, you know it completely erased the history um, that has happened in this country um, and you know I must give a, a shout out to um, uh, Dr Hayward in the politics department because it was actually through one of her papers that I uh, became for, more familiar with this history mm. um, uh, Ka Whāwhai Tōnu Mato, I think is the I might, might have got that wrong there but The Struggle Continues as one of the particular um, works as well by Ranganui Walker and uh, yeah that that sort of enlightened me about like, what was happening and it actually informed what was happening about the experiences in my hometown Huntley, Rahuipukika, Pukeka right. um, where uh, the Wahi Whanui is which is uh, where King Tahitia uh, lives at the moment it's just a few yeah. hundred metres away from my high school and yeah. um, Huntley College 828 rep and <laughs> and uh <laughs> essentially it just it it, said, uh, it it said to me all, all of that history and all of that explanation and all of that learning um that i was going to turn my back on where i came from mm-hmm. and you know the, the the hallowed history from uh where i hacked so uh it, it, I I did try and work with ACT about this. Yeah, you know. and I so tried t- to get them to ditch it, and I did. I succeeded for a bit there, actually. But, right, but they needed a political stunt back in July 2014, and that's when um, yeah. um, they pulled that out of the drawer. And uh, I just said, "Well, it's either it's either that or me," and uh, so of course, yeah. the beholden to it.
0: That, that it kind of um, resulted in a confrontation, I guess, or mm. a, you know, a rhetorical converse- mm-hmm. confrontation with. Uh, the uh, act philosopher king, uh Dr. Jamie White. Some king. <laughs> <laughs> the the philosopher Petty King. Mm. Um and how how did that play out? Because it played out in the, in the kind of um, local media and indeed um, the ODT and the national media. Well, I
1: haven't heard from him, and he hasn't heard from me. Um, <laughs> I didn't even uh, I didn't even ring him to tell him that I was resigning. My first call actually was to David Seymour, and I remember. Um, at that time, like trying to swallow the lump in my throat and try and hold back the tears because I'd worked with him very closely Mm -hmm. on his campaign for Epsom um, and, uh, you know, kind of uh, realized, it it dawned on me that, you know, I was uh, putting a wedge between our our friendship. So, Um, but with with Jamie, you know, I was uh, one of the key people that helped him Uh, rise to the leadership you know Uh, in fact actually the one thing about him that made me uh, stand behind him was that he had labelled the one law for all policy as Māori bashing. And when I read that in print, mm. and he was saying that about his potential uh, leadership, I thought, well, here we go, finally we're going to get some progressive um, liberty focus um, in this. Uh, but, you know, full disclosure, I'm a Marxist these days, and with the <laughs> international international socialists, and um, so, you know, I, d- I don't believe in, in, in a lot of that stuff anymore, theoretically, of uh, very much.
0: Did you did you cut your teeth um campaigning in Epsom itself?
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I what, learned what what a, a drew you
0: deal. there? Uh or to to was it you know oh, David I, Seymour a friendship with him? Do you still have a, a, a kind of respect for him? He's a bit of in way, a bit funny I, in a memey kind of way. Yeah <laughs> sure.
1: He's a nice guy, eh? Um and he, he he's relatively real but uh, you know, I have major issues with him at the moment. Like he's trying to take on teachers' unions again. Mm. Like that's pathetic. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's offering teacher salaries of twenty thousand uh, dollars extra a year, but that only goes to the school. And you know, you, you might not even have a principal that agrees. And mm. that, and that's if the principal in the school agrees to destroy your collective bargaining rights and as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a false, it's,
0: it's a red herring, it, and, and it's based on a kind of measurement of the the teachers
1: the performance um, as performance, well right. yeah, and I don't know who David Seymour is to judge that yeah. <laughs> quite frankly you know he doesn't have any respect for teachers unions so uh, and, and he makes that quite clear today he tried to uh, visit the NZEI to confront them about some sort of propaganda that they sent home with some kids or he called it propaganda anyway um, but uh, he you know he, he doesn't have respect for teachers he he claims he does but I think he has more respect for the people who are trying to open for-profit schools mm. uh, his Partnership uh, Schools Programme and um you know i think that is actually opening the path for american like kid corps to come in and make profits of our our kura, and that's not what they're for they're about learning they're about for uh, critical thought not mm-hmm. about um, performance you know not just numeracy and literacy but you know what you'd actually do with that kind of knowledge who mm. who you actually ask questions of or what you ask questions of
0: it's it's interesting um before you mentioned that that, that Hay, uh, haywood um the head of department at mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. kind of enlightened you I, I interviewed her once and just learned a whole bunch of stuff about maori affairs in in New zealand that i didn 't know about you know about mm-hmm. how the the tribunal was started after mass protests yeah. in, yes. the, in in the, uh, 60s or seventies yeah <laughs> totally mm-hmm. it, it totally worked mm-hmm. it's just it 's a fine example of of that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is, I've just noticed that uh, university turned you into a Marxist. <laughs> I know all those right wingers must <laughs> be just
1: thinking, "Oh, there's there's some proof right there." Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, but that's the thing. It, I came into university with my preconceptions about politics and my idealism, mm. and when I, you know, university is kind of like an encyclopedia of knowledge. Like you have all this access to all this information and all this study and, 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 and scholarship. Uh, so naturally you can expect that some people will indeed change their mind m- through the course of university but yeah it, I'm one of those people, I came in with, with pre- preconceptions and I left with knowledge, with with uh, the best of an objective like, uh, mm. uh, look on the world as as, as you can humanly possibly um, uh, bring to your mind and yeah, c- certainly my transition was definitely based on, on campus. And and I guess
0: you, you you retain those kind of campaigning skills mm. in, in, from Epson and, and that kind of thing. That would have been, I, I can imagine that would have been fun uh, no matter the... Uh the politics.
1: I you know, I actually love talking to the voters. Uh, we went around every doorstep in Epsom and I probably did at least somewhere between like a third and a half of that with, mm. with David and you know, people let you in, they want they give you a cup of tea, they want to have a chat and, yeah. and you know, like even though they didn't always agree with us, I still listened and, and I still retain a lot of what, what I heard from that. But you know, also I also worked for Dunedin City Council for seven and a half years. In fact I've worked for local government for for thirteen years of my working life since I was um 17 and you know in in customer service within that line of work as well so I've Mm. actually you know learned a lot about people and that's also informed a lot of my campaigning skills as well just responding to what people are saying and trying to think about like what do you know is out there that you can that you can help them with or that you can bring to the table for them uh and and certainly um my my time with parliamentarians did actually inform my mm. uh, ability to do that a lot better as well.
0: Did it, did, does it make you cynical at all? Like, I mean, we were talking about. <laughs> I'm mass. 31. I'm cynical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just because of the age. But <laughs> yeah. talking about um, you know mass protests uh, that led to the creation of the Waitangi Tribunal mm. and that kind of thing. But um, on a on a day to day basis, and you know, t- especially on campus, students' interaction with politics is always a bit you know umming and ahring. um what's your feeling on that kind of engagement that young people
1: there's so much potential out there and this generation has seen a wind down in that kind of activity so Mm. it's almost as if they're not sure how to get into it or what to do so many people i talk to about my politics they recognize like my passion in it but they don't Uh, recognizing themselves what they can do and all i can say to people who feel lost in this political situation is look into your mind look into your heart and actually understand what it is that you do and do that for politics you Mm. know if you can write songs like write protest songs if you can do art make art um, if you're good at talking to people, like get in front of a crowd and tell us what you think. Mm. Uh, if you're good at building houses, build for the poor. You know, like uh, President Jimmy Carter. He's in his nineties and he's still building yeah. houses for people who don't have them. Like I wish our, our leaders were like that, <laughs> <laughs> building <laughs> houses just just out of need instead of profit. <laughs> so you know, like uh, that, that's my advice for people who aren't sure what to do or don't feel confident enough. Like, what are you most confident about? And just put that out there, mm. and, and don't be afraid of what people think because uh, in the end people the right people will find you and tell you no uh, good work you know kapa mm. Uh, you know thank you uh, for saying that because that makes a difference in their life um, and it also gives them the hope as well and when you accomplish things through hope that turns into confidence to do other things and we've just got to keep building that hope and then that confidence and keep on spreading it so that one day there will actually be change from below Yeah, uh, which is uh, very much what I believe and like with Waitangi Tribunal um um... Mm-hmm. It started with massive hundred kilometer hekoi mm. and 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 it ended up with uh concessions um, and you know like even that whole issue is you know fraught yeah definitely. Uh, with different theoretical approaches, but mm-hmm. um, you know like should we really be trying to um, have all these settlements and sort of a capitalistic structure Yeah, not Yeah, a like corporate structure? definitely
0: not perfect does no it?
1: no no it doesn 't quite fit in with like coppa, but you know who am I really to talk about that but um but uh, you know th- there are issues there, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: Do, do you mean in the, the sense that the, these ewes and and the the claimants become kind of co- companies?
1: Well, I, well, the thing is, uh, well, yeah. If if you look at the settlements, like there is definitely a corporate structure, right? Like, yeah all the people who are part of the iwi they are considered to have shares and they get dividends from it which you know is is way better than the corporate structures we have and i guess you know the tau pakeha but in uh, the pakeha world but um you know like it, it doesn't quite reflect the way that a lot of Maori like, see mm. their world and and uh yeah it, it kind of reflects more you know, t- how toiwi do it how people from you know who, who have settled here after Maori um have have done things so but you know i'd i'd say this is, all of this is a step in the right direction it is after all restoration of you know things that were done uh to Maori mm. like um i i spent like some of my life in South Taranaki and you know the uh the, the story of Parihaka has done so much to heal the divide between uh Pakeha and Teo um because the, the the relationship there has forced a recognition of what's happened in Parihaka, a, a peaceful settlement, mm. you know, designed to do things differently, to sort of uh, provide a, a base for resistance against colonialism and the setting up of capitalism in New Zealand and in, in Aotearoa. Um, it, it, was, it was demolished and destroyed and, you know, pushed into the mud. When good-thinking people, when right-thinking people view that they can't Believe the world is that corrupt and it makes them think differently. And a lot of people in South Taranaki have actually, you know, looked at their fellow Maori citizens and said, Man, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize that happened. And I'm in full support of, like, you getting, you know, what you need to, like, set yourself back up because there's a lot of realization going on that the wealth yeah. that we're sitting on, you know, It was stolen, and Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we, we as Pakeha, we've actually benefited from that. Um, and so, so you can see how this all tied into like why I left it, <laughs> because they were they were poised to like join the government in dismantling that progress, mm. and I couldn't get on stage, especially coming from where I where I'm from, couldn't get on stage and look people in the eye and say you know vote for me mm. um, for that because I didn't really believe in it, and um, and I and, and in the end I believe that that particular policy was designed to get me out, mm. was designed to put a wedge between me and the party. Party. But, you know, good riddance. <laughs> it led me on a better path, and, uh, you know, here I am.
0: The, the Māori seats and, and the language have also been big this year as mm. well. Te wiki o te reo Māori it, this week. Yes, mm. it is, it is. And I, I notice you use it quite a lot. I, I'm <laughs> I'm not very good with pronouncing English in the first place. So.
1: <laughs> where, where do you come from? No, no, I mean, in it's my first language, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> where, whereabouts in New Zealand do you come Christchurch. from? Christchurch. Christchurch, okay, Or
0: but But I, I um... You know, I... just showing off now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, maybe when uh, when I was a bit younger, I kind of butchered the English language anyway, so I think mm. it's kind of like yeah, no, it affected everything. Uh, fear, but fear, um, fairness, do you think? Do you think there's been some good c- conversations around these other multi issues this election? Yeah, when I mean, he's uh, going on about his whole oh, seats no, thing and stuff, but you
1: know, he's he's, he's held up a lot of ear over the years. He's just expressing it now. But um, a <laughs> <laughs> good old, old Peniston but um or oh, winnie p but the uh the the greens i've i've got to give a massive shout out to them for even bringing this whole issue uh, like you know uh, compulsory to deal in mm-hmm. fact i thought I actually thought that Te reo was compulsory same, same. in primary school. Like, the University of Waikato is just down the road from where, where I grew up, and we had lots of teachers and, and teaching students come from there to teach us Te reo. Uh, Even one of my friend's uh, teachers, uh, my friend's parents, who were a librarian at my school, like, mm-hmm. did it voluntarily. Um, and we learned you know I learned some basic phrases you know like te and K hia te and no hiakoe all those kind of things are, where are you from Yeah, me this yeah, or yeah. like where is that uh, and and I really enjoyed it because I always really loved language as a kid, and I always wished that I could have had more enrichment um, through that. Uh, but and also with uh, with um, Tuarunga Waiwai not too far away from me, and and Wahi Whanui um being the, being one of the seats of the Kingitanga movement, you know, they wanted us to learn. So I mean, I was more than happy to do that. Of course, it was another language, mm. and it was fairly easy to wrap my head around. It, like, it sort of like bore similarity with Japanese, which was what I was at oh, the same okay. time too, and I mean that's no accident, you know, given um, given the migration patterns um, that we're aware of at the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Through research into that field.
0: Um, yeah, no, I think there's definitely a, a rise in the in the use of of, of mm. the language,
1: uh, and I'm also say, like in high school we used to like intermingle it with our words, like yeah. it almost became a bit like slang. But I learned a lot of it, uh, Maori through that actually. Yeah, yeah. So, And and that's just because yeah, like my, my high school was 70 Maori Pacifica, so that was the background, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and that was sort of the language I could hear spoken around me as well. So, mm. and you know, I actually do think that you know it's important for it to be heard because that's that's when people realize that this is the only part of the world where you can actually hear it spoken naturally yeah 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 and you know it, it's, it's funny because yeah I come down to the South Island and I don't hear it anymore um, and you know, the, you know it's it's kind of hard you kind of got to dig to find culture um, but uh, you know I guess yeah, we're, we're working on that these yeah. days aren't we <laughs>
0: yeah. um- just uh, to to kind of start finishing up here, uh, mm. going back to uh, what we were talking about with um, students and stuff, yeah. and um, them kind of having the hope to get involved in politics, I guess part of that is having a, a inst- an institution there, an in advocacy, that they can kind of ch- channel their energy through. Mm. And I guess that is the conversation being had about OUSA and this divide between people who see OUSA as a company and a you know service mm. provider mm. and a union. What do you what do you think about that conversation and and the, that, that distinct those distinctions in particular?
1: Well, I see no reason why OUSA can't walk and chew gum. It can serve and it can unite. Yeah. Uh, so there's no reason to say that it has to be one or the other look there are big issues like with regards to the actual finances with I always say people mm. are a bit worried that if we do take a stance on something university will snap back and cut our funding um, but my answer to that is well why don't we just change the law like we change the law to have voluntary student membership why don't we change the law back to university a uh, universal student membership so that we can actually have um, Control over our finances and that's not just me speaking I notice a lot of other candidates uh, in the IUSA election uh, to whom I shout out saying that as well not just um, on my particular ticket who are saying that there mm. needs to be more independence and it's important to express how we go about doing that and uh, that that does re- require law change to yeah, make that
0: happen and so that requires you know people getting up to Wellington and, mm-hmm. and, and talking it
1: requires a people. relationship with the New Zealand Union of student um, associations Yes, as well, definitely. yeah, and you know, Get like, some mates in Wellington. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to see that uh, our expressions of uh, lack of faith in in uh, um, really has meant that they haven't in turn come to us in our hour of need this year. Right. Yeah. So um, you know, like we've got to think about like what our relationship is with them. Mm. Um, I, I I would, and this is dangerously close to campaigning, but <laughs> but Your I would order. like to see a, a, a bigger share. Yeah. Um of um Otago uh, well a bigger um uh, involvement of uh, Otago in that, so we can repair that relationship. Because in tough times ahead, we're going to need that national voice, and we're going to need that national voice to be on our side and want to be here. And they're not going to do that if we're just saying, "Oh, look, they're not doing anything for us." Even though, even though In-Zusa is sitting there in Wellington and actually doing the hard work, yeah, yeah the housing regulations, like the the um, dry and safe, uh, safe and dry homes. That's one of the big um, issues here in Dunedin, especially since our um, since our houses are hundreds of years old. And landlords aren't insulating them, even though the subsidies are there on the table. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, my house is a uh, a, a blimmin'. Uh, freezer in the mm. in the winter. I you know, I just yeah. can't believe it. So but you know, they were doing things like that and they and they actually held off VSM like for decades. Um and, until the national government came along and, you know, finally broke their resolve and then OSA comes along and says well, they're doing a good job. Why <laughs>
0: why why was there the, VC, was well, the VCM thing? Was that was that political?
1: F- full disclosure, like I have some pardon that Mm -hmm. and for that I'm deeply regretful I was in ACT at the time and ACT was fully behind VSM and you know I can only apologise for the damage that was done there Um, and hopefully if I made um, if I I win my election I can actually (laughs) do something to redeem myself but whether I'm in or outside of the um, executive um, I'm still going to fight for universal uh, student membership there's only one way to redemption when you find that you've done something wrong and that's by making it right Mm. Um, so that's why I'm in full, full, uh, full-voiced um, support of returning to universal student membership, so that student unions mm. who provide services and provide activist support um, can actually help shape the world here at uni, but also, you know, give that experience to people who. Going to go out into the real world outside of Wananga and you know, struggle there Um, because the struggle is real out there. Like, you know, I've I've, you know, five years uh, between leaving high school and starting uni, and then about three years uh, between my politics degree and starting my law degree. So, you know, I've got lots of real world experience. I worked throughout uh, my entire um, degree of politics and so um, while I was at the DCC, so you know, I've had. Uh, a lot of experience in the in, in the outside world, and that is where we're struggling as well. Yeah, um, it doesn't get any easier, but it will if we all unite and get around the same issues. You know, and sort of realise that well, wow, I can put my ego aside because there's another world waiting for us, and all we have to do is claim it. Definitely, Just, you yeah, know, take ownership.
0: And of the, it. and there's a bit of you know there's bleed and and leakage between you know the campus doesn't stop at at that door out there Mm. does it Uh, you know there's these consequences that permeate right across that that boundary I'm going to have to leave it there Guy Mm. thanks Um, for having me thanks for for coming in uh, and uh, good
1: luck with with all your stuff thank you and if I can just say uh, vote because Mm. Vice Chancellor Hayne is watching the voter (laughs) turnout and whoever you vote for that is what she's looking at to see if the student body is listening got it
0: Cheers, cheers, Guy. Um, that was Guy McCallum. Uh, we'll get that interview up online. Uh, if you want to listen back to that, it's 5 to 1 p.m. here.